0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals. I am your host, I am Shemaine Linney, I am a fitness and nutrition expert, a biohacker and certified iridologist. I'm very happy to have you back with me on this cold, snowy November day. I hope you're all wrapped up and keeping really warm. It is for sure one of those days where you just wanna put on the fire, Put your feet up. If you're me, sip on a cup of bone broth and just binge on Netflix um, or listen to one of these podcasts. Whichever you choose, I hope you're keeping really well. So, This week's podcast, considering so many people are sick lately, and a lot of people have caught this nasty chest cold that's going around, where it starts off as a cold, then migrates to your chest, and everyone's coughing up mucus and phlegm left, right, and center, and it's really not pleasant, and of course, it is that time of year Um, again, so that cold and flu season is well upon us, especially as we're going in and out of hot and cold temperatures so we're leaving our warm air-conditioned or warm heating on fire house um, and then maybe we're going out in the cold for a few minutes we're getting in our car we're putting on the heating on in our car we're getting out for a few minutes we're maybe going into the wall or the mall where um, they also will have heat on and air conditioning and we're in out in out like this all the time so we're constantly getting exposed to these changes in temperatures they're not extreme changes which can be beneficial for us but there are these small changes that can help them um, spur on the growth of bacteria and viruses. Um, I'm hoping this podcast is just going to help you kind of nip things in the bud if not prevent you getting sick at the very least lessen the severity of you getting sick. Um, so we're, we're seeing as we move Closer to Christmas and get deeper into this cold wintry season, we're seeing these cold chesty coughs and flus spread around quite a lot. Um, So I thought it was going to be good timing to remind you of what you can do to support your body during this time. If not, prevent you from getting sick, like I said. At least help minimize the duration and the severity of the sickness. And I say remind you because I've posted a lot about this, about what you can do, supplements you can take, herbs. I did a two-part podcast series um, on cold and flu. Last year, so literally this time last year where we looked at the immune system, how it works, what happens when you have a cold and flu and then we went through a lot of different, different supplements and stuff that you can do um, to support your body during this time. Now those two podcasts are more in depth than this Podcast is going to be so these this podcast going to be kind of straight to the point. This is what I would do if I was sick. This is what I do do. Um, so here are my tips. And just in regards to those last two podcasts last year, um, they literally are called Cold and Flu Season Part One and Part Two, and they're episodes ninety seven and ninety eight respectively okay so if we're looking at some simple tips that can help prevent or support us through having a cold and flu we have to understand it's normal for us to get these things some people think oh it's great i never get sick um, but if you never get the symptoms of sickness then how do you know your immune system is actually working because the symptoms of sickness those are symptoms of your immune system so they're not actually the bacteria or the virus they're your immune responding so maybe you get a temperature as that immune system drives up your temperature in an attempt to kill off bacteria because a lot of bacteria can't live past a temperature temperature, usually around 37 degrees. So when you push up towards that 40 degree mark, that is your body's attempt to kill off the bug. So that is an immune response. The same with sneezing, runny nose, nausea, diarrhea, all that are symptoms of the immune response so they're flushing reactions your immune is trying to flush them out and if you never get these symptoms how do you know that your immune is actually working and then if you do get exposed to something more severe and your immune is not working well then you're going to be in big trouble obviously So our bodies need to get sick once in a while to make sure we're producing enough antibodies and macrophages and keep our natural killer cells on their toes. Um, So it's not a failure if you get sick. We certainly don't want to be getting sick too frequently or too severely, but it's okay for a healthy body to get sick once or twice a year. That is very realistic and then you can still see, well, hey, my immune system is still there. So what are the things I use and recommend if I feel the sniffles or the inkling of an illness come on? Well, first, straight away, I jump on good nutrition um, while still being easy on my body. So you have to understand there's a lot going on when you're sick. There's a war happening inside you. So good nutrition will support your body and its little army to fight in that war, fight off the infection. So This is no surprise, many people have heard of it. I love using vitamin C. I actually recommend it as a daily thing for my clients. But when we're sick, we want to increase our dose of vitamin C to a higher dose. Usually, I'll say it's okay to go to Bell Tolerance Bell tolerance can be different for a lot of people. Some people bell tolerance is at 500 or 5,000 milligrams. Some people is 7,000. Some people is 8,000. So going up to 5,000 seems to be fine um, for a lot of people. And... (laughs) it's good to spread that across a day. So if you use a good effervescent vitamin C in a liter or two of water, you can sip on that across the day to get that steady stream of antioxidants. Now it is fine to take it all at once at the start of your day, but when we're fighting off an infection, that bacteria or pathogen is constantly multiplying across the day. Like it's not sleeping, it's attacking you all day. Um, So then we want to be able to constantly support our immune system all day so having that nice drip of vitamin c or antioxidants to be supporting our immune system all day as much as possible as possible then when our immune system takes over and start knocking out that bug um, we can hopefully help that happen a bit quicker through not only the vitamin c but everything else i'm going to advise now as we go through Zinc is another excellent nutrient that seems to fly under our radar a lot of the time, but it really is a key nutrient for keeping a strong immune system. Um, when I'm not advising people to supplement with zinc, which is rare, I generally only advise zinc supplementation when I see um an immune challenge so someone is sick or an issue maybe with acne or um, dihydrotestosterone something to do with the hormones there that's when I'll look at a zinc supplement otherwise I try my best to make sure that my clients have a nice amount of zinc or at least a steady flow of zinc into their nutrition um, on a regular basis but if you're low in zinc you will catch colds and flus a lot easier so if you're someone that constantly picks up what's going around it might be worth looking at your levels of zinc now there are some conditions that do permanently predispose you to low levels of zinc um, but really a good zinc supplement is going to be favorable for most people around this time of the year um Bone broth is another one that I like to turn to and I know bone broth is so famous right now um, and we all have our different reasons for loving bone broth but bone broth is right now especially around cold and season is a favorite of mine one it's very warming and soothing especially if you get one that has um, an infusion of ginger or turmeric in it also that dense nutrition again is going to supply your immune system with the nutrients or the the utility it needs to fight the good fight also bone broth as well is going to support the gut because we know a lot of our bacteria is in our gut and this fight generally starts in our gut because our first exposure a lot of the time is through our digestive system that's where we pick up a bug usually so the bone broth is going to be very beneficial for providing the nutrients it's going to act as an anti-inflammatory especially again if it's got that ginger and turmeric in there Um, it's going to be great for soothing the gut for supporting the good bacteria but bone broth as well is very good source of glycine you know you know when you get sick because your body is running low on energy because all that energy is being used to fight the good fight that usually we're pretty tired we like to nap a lot we sleep a lot more when we're sick we especially see this in young kids um because again our energy is being used for something else maybe we can't stomach as much food so we're kind of working off reserves and that energy dips quite low but that's not a bad thing necessarily because we also know that our regenerative, reparative, anabolic state where we repair ourselves, where we become stronger and more resilient happens when we're asleep. That's how we grow so much when we sleep. But bone broth is a very good source of glycine. And glycine has been shown to help um, improve sleep quality. So that's where bone broth kind of covers a lot of angles and as well you get those essential aminos, you get some nice vitamins in there, but I think people forget all the different angles that bone broth can be used for. I also like to utilize bone broth to help prevent malnutrition too. And when someone is sick, there's higher chances of malnutrition happening um, at that time than there is at most other times. Okay, so then a good green supplement or multivitamin 2 can be very helpful just to make sure that you have a good base of nutrients and minerals coming into your body. Uh, Multivitamins can be hit and miss. I mean, I have my ones that I recommend to my clients. Generally, I try to stick with a good liquid greens um, to help my clients. When we look at multivitamins, we have to look at a lot of things. We have to look at additives, colorants, GMOs, all this sort of stuff, binders. Um, So do be careful when you pick a multivitamin. Uh, Green supplements can be more favorable because you're getting um, whole food access rather than inorganic access to these nutrients and vitamins. Okay, I'm not, you can also obviously get vitamins and minerals from, from whole foods. So your fruits and your vegetables, of course. I'm not a big fan of juicing your fruits because we know that sugar and viruses and yeasts, they feed off um, sugar. And juicing definitely increases the sugar content, but you can absolutely eat whole fruits but your best bet is to go with the lower glycemic fruits so low sugar fruits at this time of the year your best bet is going to be Organic where you can get it, of course. Um, Pomegranate, you can get bags of frozen organic pomegranate in Superstore. You've got your blueberries. Cranberries are awesome at this time of the year, especially organic fresh ones. They're going to be super, super tart, but they're going to be awesome for your immune system. Of course, organic strawberries are going to be hit and miss at this time of the year. But your lower glycemic foods are going to be great. Even some good organic green apples because that butyric acid that the apple turns into or gets converted to in your gut can be very beneficial for the microbiome as well. So keeping the sugar and the junk foods low while you're sick and focused on whole foods, especially bitter tart foods, will help your body. Next, if you have that stuffy, congested, hard to breathe stuff going on, then a really good herb to use is eucalyptus a lot of people know this and there's many ways you can use eucalyptus and it can really be beneficial for helping with that congestion especially in young kids Um, so as adults we can always pop our head over a bowl of hot water and eucalyptus oil Um, and just put a towel over our head and inhale that for a couple of minutes younger kids can be a bit tougher with that so I like to use um, an essential oils humidifier and I'll leave that on during the night also a good chest rub so you can buy some nice natural chest rubs for kids and I've even used them myself um, that have eucalyptus in them or you can easily make some a few drops into some coconut oil, and then you'll just rub that on the child's chest or dab a bit on a tissue that they can sniff or even a little dab under the nostrils, not too much because it could burn. but those, that can be very beneficial for helping with the congestion. I do also like peppermint and tea tree essential oils too. So if I'm having a bath myself and I'm sick or I'm giving my son a bath, I'm going to blend some of these essential oils into the Epsom salts that we use and just try steam up the room as much as possible. And we'll soak in that and just try to clean the airways out. But also these essential oils, they're antibacterial and they're antimicrobial. not only are they clearing the congestion they're just supporting your body in that good fight a little bit more and they can be fairly cheap and effective ways to help with your breathing of course you want to get an oil with a good purity organic if you can um so, yeah, there's a great option. Another one um, that can work wonders for children are homeopathic remedies. And you can get them almost everywhere in stores and health food stores, even in farmers' markets, um, because these are herbs that are used in smaller do- doses or they're very Diluted so they can be easier on a child while still stimulating that immune system. Um, so that could be something to look into too. They're quite gentle, especially for kids um, or even the elderly. They can be a bit more gentle. And lastly, we look at our antimicrobials and our antivirals, and I've kind of touched on them a little bit, but most of these can be found in herbs, so in the roots and in the leaves. Um, here, when we look at these, we're looking at oregano, thyme, sage, and these are pretty much my favorites, sage, licorice, golden seal, Fennel, lemon balm, ginger, onion, garlic, rosemary. Um, These can be ingested, you can eat them, you can add them to dishes. I like to make tea. I don't know if anyone's making an onion and garlic tea, but I mean, you do you if that's what you want to do. But you can get them in pill forms as well. Um, Especially your oregano and garlic can be very good. You can get a higher concentration extract in a pill. Again, you can use your teas, you can add them to recipes. You constantly, kind of like the vitamin C, you want to be dripping them in or sprinkling them in across the day, especially when you're sick. Um, And these can be used for viral and bacterial infections You can also use colloidal silver and you can use that internally and topically but I kind of like colloidal silver to just be used all the time like across the year every day or every few days constantly getting a few sprays to support your immune system. Um, When you're just back to the dense nutrition when you're looking at dense nutrition when you're sick Kind of like the idea behind bone broth, your gut is going to be very inflamed. There is a lot going on inside you. So it's not going to be a good idea for you to have a heavy um, salad or a steak or fries or anything that's hard to digest around this time. It's just going to make things worse. You want something that's more easily digestible. Um, so slow cooked stews and um chicken and soups and um smoothies made the right way like stuff like that that's more easily digestible and a lot easier on your gut so you're still getting the dense nutrition in but you're not challenging your digestive system too much so you've quite a list there um and a lot of it would be wise To not only add into your diet when you're sick or you're feeling something going on. But to add into your diet regularly. There is no harm in supplementing with vitamin C every day. Uh, It is water soluble so whatever your body doesn't use it will pee it out. There's no harm in using silver regularly. Of course all these whole foods like oregano and thyme fennel stuff like that can be consumed regularly there are no harms or sorry there are no side effects to eating these whole foods and they're constantly going to support your immune system so that hopefully when times like this come around you maybe don't catch the cold or flu like I said it's okay to get sick once or twice but you don't want to be getting sick regularly so maybe you skip a few of the colds and flus that are going around and maybe you just get a light one Um, so I hope that makes a lot of sense to you and I hope you found it helpful. Do go back if you have the time and I really hope you do and listen to the podcast from last year. So that's episode 97 and 98 in that we go a lot more into supplements. We look a lot more at vitamin D and some other stuff. Um, so it's always good to have all of this knowledge and these tools in your armory to constantly support your body. I hope you guys have a great safe week, stay warm in the snow and please do share with anybody you feel may benefit from these podcasts and help me reach the masses and then we can all make a nice difference to the world. Okay, have a great week guys. Bye-bye.